Hello and welcome to the Football Revisited podcast. With me this week is Mr. Cleve Sims, Mr. Nathan Burke and Mr. Rob Bowen. How are we, gents? We doing okay? Shalom, Jackie. Good evening. Very good. Very nice start. Very nice start. Let's start off with a little bit of draft, shall we? Yeah. The fans want to know. Berkey, come on, son. I know how desperate you are to win. Oh, first first of the season. Nice to get three points under my belt. Um against one of the boys. Um against a rival. Um yeah, nah, boys uh, stood up, played well, got a respectable score. Can have no complaints. Nice nice uh, week to build on, considering I'm missing a couple of key players still with the Bameyang, Ollie Watkins and one or two others. So yeah, hap- very happy with uh, the team at the moment. Do you know what? That was a fantastic start. I heard about four or five cliches, and that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Sims, can you build on it? You got a, a win as well, your first win of the season, with an outstanding victory over... Can you remind us? Oh, well, I obliterated Rob this weekend. Uh, oh, it was a real statement from the champions. It's just what you want to hear. You lay your marker down early, send shockwaves around the league. Um, it was cagey at the start, but... Uh, as Rob called it, I, put, I pulled away, and by pulled away, I mean absolutely flew away from him. Um, in fairness to Rob, you know he's got bigger games this year. He'll have bigger, bigger games, more his level as the season goes ahead. <laughs> now, this isn't this isn't one of those games he's looking at. He's not tagged in this to start of the season, so. Um, so you're saying he's not rich, basically? Yeah, no. You know, he's in fairness. He, you know, he's had to play you know Liverpool home, Man City away first two games, where he's had me now. I am Man City away, and I did exactly what Man City did in Norwich to Rob. So. Rob, I feel like I am the adjudicator in the room. I will let you respond. Obviously, you were on the receiving end of a battering. How would you like to respond? Well, I'm going to take uh, a leaf out of uh, Bill Perjek's book here, and uh, we move on to uh, Is Your Mother Well? That's what I'm going with. Eyes well. forward, not backwards. For those who don't know, I am Is Your Mother Well, and I am two from two. So it doesn't get any easier for Rob. doesn't get any easier. Ready? I'm playing the other unbeaten guy of the league as well. I got Daniel this weekend. Who is storming ahead. That's the biggest statement of them all. Daniel. Hey, Steve's going to run out of steam. Like, he's built there for these two, three weeks. Yeah. I'm weeks still in my way. I don't know why I'm playing, to be honest. So... <laughs> Are you James Rodriguez by any chance? I probably yeah. I'm, I'm above that to be honest. I've kind of reached my I've reached my my peak now, and I'm just kind of coasting. It's really only one way it's going to go from here on out. <laughs> well, we'll see in nine months. We'll check back in. Right, thanks for the update. I'm sure the fans loved it. Um, right, first things first. It's probably one of the biggest topics for the first couple of weeks. Um, some people called it rugby. Some people called it wrestling. I don't know what's going on. Some people are saying it's too rough. Some people are saying it's brilliant. There's a few opinions flying around. Where does the Football Revisited podcast lie with this leniency from the referees towards the players? Burke, I'll start with you. Um, I'm going in the brilliant camp. Um, I think it's been really good to see... Um... I think there's an element of balance whereby they're not going to get everything absolutely spot on right away. I think there were a couple of challenges in the Liverpool game uh, for that. But when I look at um, Southampton's goal against Man U, that was one of the bigger talking points. 
I don't think that should be a foul. I think he's come in, used his body and got his foot in between man and ball, moved away. Bruno's fallen on the floor from the contact, but it's contact sport. And that's what we need to get back to. Um, there was a few, like, there was a couple of occasions in the Liverpool game where Ashley Barnes threw Mart up on the floor. And who's the other one, remind me, Sims? Uh, was it Smikas got chucked on the floor from Diogo Jota got like super yeah, Jota. Yeah, Jota and Matt, they both got checked on the floor in the Liverpool game. Those, obviously, are fouls day in, day out. They weren't given, should have been. But it's all about finding the balance, and I'm happy to give them a few weeks of kind of tweaking those if, in the long run, it's going to make them much more watchable, which it they have been so far. So I'm happy, I'm enjoying it. And you, and you should know as a former referee yourself. So your opinion as is, a qualified ref, yeah, still yeah. currently qualified. Exactly. Yeah. Open the bookings. So <laughs> yeah, Sims. Now we all know you are Mister Liverpool. Let's be honest. You're very pro Liverpool. Your manager has come out and said what he said. Do you agree with Bert? Do you agree with your manager? You're somewhere in the middle. What is your opinion? I agree with work on the, like for example, the Sampton goal. I've no issue with that. I've no issue with letting the game flow. I do, however, I don't understand how anybody, and I, my main thing isn't so much with the whole referees at the moment. I cannot believe the coverage I hear from, um, like, match of the day, for example. And they were like, oh, I, I, we didn't see anything when we watched the game. It's like, did you not watch the game then? Like, I honestly... I mean, we watched the Liverpool game together, and to be honest, at the time we didn't really. We thought oh, there was a few challenges gone in, but and I watched it back and I thought, oh my word! Some some of the challenges. There was one brilliant one from Jack Cork on Harvey Elliott, like in the first half, with Dwight McNeil then got the ball in the shot. I've no issue with that. Love that challenge. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. There's on nothing the edge. wrong with that. Yeah, on the edge, is it? Nothing wrong with that. But I mean, like Gil Jota got suplexed. And it was nothing. It wasn't. It was. Just, I, I don't understand how was that not a booking. I go back like I mentioned it last week about Tanganga. How did he get booked? Like, there's one thing to say, oh, let the game flow, but at the same time, let's just you know, let's let's use a bit of common sense. You know, there are things you have to get booked for. Hmm. Like there were actually bands at one stage like diving. There's a tackle on the half. like the last two minutes game, and. Javier is lucky. He's very lucky. Now, I don't know if Shua Burnley being chatting. They've got to be physical. That's what we're going to get results. But for me, I, I completely understand where managers come from when they say about... Because it's, it's this thing. Like, Alan Shearer's... I'd, I'd urge anyone to read Alan Shearer's article today in The Athletic. It's absolutely... I, I can't it. believe what I'm reading. I really can't. <laughs> you read it, but... I have read, I've read it. it. I've read it. What do you think? I agree with him. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with them. I, I, you could argue he's going a bit over the top in terms of calling people out saying, oh, no, this is rubbish. But the overall feeling is that basically Klopp and Ollie are just trying to protect the players, trying to get their marginal gains, etc., etc. So I get that bit, but... But here's my issue. My, my issue is this isn't... a. It's such a stupid thing to say for the media to make out as if it's just a Man United or Liverpool thing. It's not the Man United thing. It's not because this is going to happen all season to every team. Yeah. 
So my argument is this isn't a like Liverpool or Man U thing. This is a football thing. No, it only takes like football's a contact sport. You're gonna get injuries. That's just normal. No issue that, isn't it? But I mean, it only takes one or two tackles to go wrong, and you're gonna have some really bad, bad injuries, which are, which you know, they didn't need to happen. And that's what I follow because you learn now, Alan Shearer, in a few in a few weeks now, when refs start clamping down a bit more, he'll be saying like, oh, you know, oh, we should um, we should be booking an early challenge just to set the precedent a bit and make sure everyone winds up. And that's the thing, they got to, it's, this weekend was fine because there was no big injury, but they will have a time when there's injury because it's just inevitable. That's just life. It's going to happen. Yeah. That's what I fall down on it. It's not the it's not the Liverpool thing. It's not a Man United thing. It's not a Man City thing. I mean, like we said it last week about Tanganga. I don't understand how he wasn't booked. But we joked about it, but in reality, how wasn't he booked? Yeah, you've no. got to admit, though, last few years, it's gone way so far the other way, where you could not even touch a player. That yeah. they've tried, They're trying to make a positive change, and I think everyone has got to just accept that there's going to be a teething issue of maybe a few weeks or maybe even a few months where maybe they get, they've gone too far the other way, and you just got to trust them to find that line, which I'm sure they will. I absolutely agree with that, and I and that and I actually I I like the fact that there's more is more rough and tumble. I think it's good for the game. It needs it, but like I don't understand how is suplexing a player a teething problem. Like I honestly I just I just how is that a that's just a booking? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's no it doesn't take a genius to work out. That's what I fall down on it. Like so I don't and I don't necessarily blame like the referee in this case because I think well he's just done a mare. It happens. I don't understand though how pundits like Jermaine Gina sat there on match day and said, "Oh, I didn't see anything." Jermaine Gina, he's made, he's a crisp. Literally, he goes injured all his career. <laughs> yeah, he did say um, he didn't and see he anything resembling wrestling, didn't he? And there was two in a Liverpool game: Ashley Barnes on Mark Dip and the one on Yorta, where players are literally just like thrown to the floor. Yeah, those are oh. fouls, hundred percent. Rob, Rob is. My opinion. Sorry, Rob. Carry on, my friend. As I say, Rob is the uh, the wrestling expert, as he loves it. <laughs> so, can you confirm were they wrestling moves? Well, I think they'd like to add some signature moves, finishing moves. You know, a false <laughs> count here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like like Burke was saying, when it's like trying to find balance with like with what we've seen over the past couple of seasons. It's like the seesaw effect is so heavily balanced one side, and they've kind of. Instead of like getting in the middle, it's just gone lopsided the other. Um, like I do, I do think if it wasn't for Solskjaer and Klopp, you know, these two managers coming out to have got, you know, so much clout behind them, uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't see in the headlines as much. So it is a good thing that it's game week two and it's getting more attention. But I still think we'll be talking about this come game week thirty eight because refs are incapable of uh, doing their job. Yeah, but. Uh... Maybe because I'm because you're a Liverpool fan, says maybe you feel a bit more thing about it. But it, I don't know. I you know what I think about this type of thing. I'm all for the rough and tumble of it. I think it's really good. It's a positive but, change. Yeah, it? like obviously, if, if you throw something to the ground like that, yeah, it's a booking. But in the grand scheme of things, is it really like is that player really going to get hurt? It, I mean, come on, he's not really going to be that hurt. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, I agree, and it should be a booking. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that's really the point of oh people are gonna start getting hurt now we've got to protect the players but i didn't see any challenges really other than those two that 
maybe <laughs> I, I maybe I don't remember them because I didn't watch all the games. So I don't know. But for me, yeah, you just got to let it play out and see how it goes. Like obviously we'll come on to the West Ham game, but the pair is one. Yeah, you don't want to see that sort of challenge because Fonalds was lucky not to break his leg because it was a horror challenge. Yeah, and that was dealt with the right yeah. way. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of why that's it's all there for. But what I would say, the biggest compliment from Liverpool is obviously Burnley turned up and were allowed to play the kind of aggressive game plan that they love to play. And Liverpool handled it very well with an 18-year-old in midfield, with Naby Keita, who has had his injury problems, and they all stood up and played him off park, especially at second half. So I think yeah. the fact that they've been allowed to play that way and Liverpool have reacted the way they did is, yeah. uh, is I think in hindsight, that's the way Klopp maybe would have reacted. Obviously, after the game, maybe he's a bit, you know, he's worried about his players after all the injuries last season. He doesn't want another season where you know maybe Mo Salah gets injured because obviously he gets targeted a lot in games. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. what the focus should have been on. Is yeah. kind of how Liverpool reacted to it as opposed to I totally the ref agree. focus. But this and is it, where I fall down with it because. I, I completely agree. I like the fact that there's more rough. You need you, it needs it because, like you said, it's over you know, years. It's gone to the point, and it's just do you know what I mean. Like players are almost winning their own free kicks by just jumping on the ball and then going, "I'm having the free kick," and then they give it. So I'm yeah. I you know I like a lot, and I would actually point out as well, Liverpool are quite a physical team. So you know, like Virgil van Dijk, he's not afraid. He, you know, he he bullies people physically. So you know. Liverpool are in the mix. I wouldn't just, it's not like a Burnley issue. Because Liverpool would, you know, Van Dijk, Matt, Deb, Fabinho, Henderson, they all make challenges like that. My, my issue is, is this thing of, oh, it's, Jürgen, it's not Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp is speaking on, he's speaking about generalisation, in my opinion. And it's too, it's such an easy thing to say, because it's so scudder the same then. Like, it's such an easy thing to say, oh, he's just talking, he's not talking about Liverpool. Like, you know, this idea, like, oh, marginal gain. I don't. I personally don't see where the marginal gain is for Jurgen Klopp when when Liverpool are playing Chelsea next weekend. Chelsea aren't a dirty team. Chelsea play good football. Chelsea will turn up at Anfield and play football. They won't be an issue next weekend. So like this idea of a marginal gain, I I personally don't see it at all. I think it's just a, I I just think it's this thing of as Rob said, it's Klopp, it's Oscar, it's big names, and then it's people run away with the story. This is just about protecting him because at the moment it's fine. But when they, because my argument, when the player gets injured and they will get injured, we'll mm. always hit the nego in for, I don't know, man, we should, maybe it's time to time to Oh, I disagree with that. I don't think you will. No, I, I'm with Butts. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I don't get, right, you either go, like, for me, Klopp came out better than Oli. Oli, he said one thing, oh, we don't need to be like rugby. But in the same breath, he says, Oh, I actually like this. It's like men's football. Yeah. Okay, mate. So where are you going here? Because you're saying two opposite things here. So that that's the first thing. And then for me, you, you've got to pick a side here. There's no there's no middle ground. We know the refs aren't that good. You know, they've had a good start to the season. Fine. But over the course of the season, they're gonna make mistakes. I would rather them make mistakes in oh, they don't give a foul here, they don't give a foul there. If it's like the pair is challenge, which I think is what you're saying, where we're gonna go, oh, that's a bit of a bad challenge. That will always be a red card. And that's what VAR is there for. Yeah, that's what it's there for. I don't want to see people falling over. So for me, I would rather the more leniency with the risk, and I think players would accept the risk, that they may get a few more injuries here and there. I don't don't think there's going to be an extra amount of 
bad injuries. Yeah, and more lenient. I, for me, personally. what I would say is the extra tackles that we're seeing now that maybe would have been punished in the last maybe two, three years, the ones that the players been getting away with, like the one on Bruno Fernandes, for example, mm. that's not a dangerous tackle. Like the dangerous tackles are still there, are still fouls, are still yellow cards, still red cards. So I don't think you're actually in play, um, endangering any player safety injuries. The injuries that will happen now will be injuries that would have always happened. Because it's not dangerous. They're not dangerous tackles. They're just maybe a bad contact injury on a part of the body is more sensitive. Things like that. And I, I don't think anything from I've seen in opening two weeks of Premier League makes me think that this is more dangerous than the football we've been seeing for years. It's just a better spectacle. That's that's all it is for me. My my thing is I don't see it as because like you just said yourself, Ever, you see it as black and white. I don't because I just think of it as why can't we have the, the for example the the more the rougher the you know no it's not rougher it's basically what football should be yeah do you know what I mean for example that f- tackle Fernandez is a throw that's a good challenge that's just him trying to win a free kick and he failed why mm. can't we have that but also let's book someone if they if they are persistently fouling like don't play on all the time if they're persistently fouling book them yeah if I somebody, agree yeah. if somebody chucks someone to the floor let's not just like think oh I'm gonna play on let the game flow no no Book them. That's my argument. Like, I've got no issue with, for example, like the Jack Hawk tackle. It's a great tackle on the edge of the box. Brilliant. Exactly what I want to see. But my argument is, like, it's not black and white. It's not like, oh, we're going to let this flow all the time now. And I think that's what they're arguing is there are times when it's just like, well, no, that's a, like, that's a booking. We move on. Because I look at, like, the, I think the Tanganga one again. I'm not picking on it. I, you know, I enjoyed it. But it's like, he should have been booked after the third tackle and then we move on. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no dangerous fouls. Yeah. But I think, yeah, and I totally agree. I I think that itself is one of those that they will get right as time goes on. Yeah. Because you I can hope. see there was that confusion on where does he draw the line because he had a chat with him. The next thing, Lloris is over. I think there was a bit of confusion on exactly kind of where, where you draw the line. But I think that as long as obviously you trust the feedback they get in in a professional sense, like going, oh, you should have booked him there, which I think everyone in football agrees with, that eventually he deserves a yellow. Then you trust, I think it was Anthony Taylor, wasn't it? Then you trust that next time he's in that same position, he gets it right. And yeah. it's like, I like think... that game would have been his first competitive game refereeing under the, like, the revised way of refereeing. So, again, I'm all for team ref. Cut him some slack. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I completely agree. And that's why, in my opinion, it's, it's not a black and white thing of, you know, or we need to go back to how it was or we need to be like it is now. It's, no, no, play, referee like it is now. But, like, <laughs> let's not just think everything has to play on all the time. Yeah. Like if, it's a foul, if it's a yellow card, it's a yellow card offence. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with giving a yellow card. It, like, the whole reason of having a yellow before red is that you are warning them. Yeah. It's nice to get all back in the refs, isn't it? Because if you go back to the pod this time last year, yeah. I'm sure we were the total opposite. Well, it's, it's about time, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, like... I know it makes like, the job easier. They're letting yeah. more things go. I mean... Definitely. Exactly. And the players, uh, this sort of thing, like protecting the players, the players will have done. I, I, I can't see Bruno Fernandes trying that sort of thing again. Oh, I can. If he does, he's stupid. Because, yeah. you know, no, you're not going to get that foul. So you, you can't saw, You saw some players getting used to a bit because... I saw like a few Liverpool Burnley again 
whereby it was either a Liverpool player winning the ball back on halfway, and it wasn't coming from behind, but coming from the side, and the play ends up on the floor. And normally you see fouls given nine times out of ten, probably even more than that. And the player was found floor, went to appeal, and then he realised, actually, it's kind of been like that all game. So they just get up get on with it. So yeah. I, I was seeing a bit more people adapting. Um, I think the Chelsea game was very similar. Um, yeah. Mari spent the whole game on the floor, didn't he? So <laughs> I did see uh, an interesting point, though, from Stan Coleman, I, and I actually did think it was a quite a good one, is with the game going more towards oh, that... Good point. Again, sorry. Stan Collymore made a good point. Yeah, no, yeah, I actually do think it's a good fair point. We'll see if we agree now. Yeah, yeah we may not agree. But um, you were just saying that with a game like it's going now, where it is going to be more, there's going to be more low physically, that you're more likely to see that the kind of the profile of players being bought might adapt now to be in more the, like the early 2000s. You think like the Arsenal teams, like the Vieiras, you know, they had like Ed doing the middle, Gilberto, Henri, big physical can match you but can also play over the last few years it's been more of a smaller technical dribbler yeah. and so you might see more of a trend towards that and then you say like more of a trend towards having two up top again because it'll oh, be Lukaku like, Van Dijk I can't yeah. not wait to see that battle yeah. on you the know, physical player point of view just just the two up top you don't have to look at Barnes and Wood you know they did have joy yeah first and half especially with that new like with that profile of player where it's you know, like a centre mid who's a big, tall, you know, can win the head, does, can fizz out muscle in midfield. So it'd be interesting to see how that actually, if that actually happens over the next few yeah. years, if I, it can. This will have a direct, like you say, I completely agree. It's a great point, actually. Um, you will see more competitive football in the league because teams who have to play to their strengths, like Burnley's the obvious, uh, you know, choice when you talk about this sort of thing, but there are other teams who do it. And you're just going to get more competitive games because the referee is going to lower the flow. The players actually who can do those sorts of things can do that more on the pitch. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I really am. It's taken too long, in my opinion. Like, it's been staring them in the face for years. You know, the one thing, that we, I, I did see this on Monday, actually, but I think it will get out, is when players have got their back to the other player trying to shield the ball and they just fall over. Harry Kane does it a lot. So things like that, you don't see that, do you? Really done so, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where they go. But um, just talk, touching on Liverpool, Burke, as you said, 2 0 win. You know, they, they stood up to the challenge because I thought Burnley could play quite well, especially in the yeah. first half, caused a few problems. Also, have five goals, no goals conceded. Could have been a lot more as well, uh, Burnley game because, yeah. like Sim said, I was watching with him, and obviously, I got Manny, my fancy football team. Do you want to miss it? He had in the box, I was going <laughs> mental. Um, you miss it and everything, and then I saw him trying that one with the volley. I thought, here we go, mm. and he nailed it. But no, the first goal as well. I mean, not many teams cross ball into five foot something. Do you go yacht in the Burnley box and yeah. see him head and ball in? And as he went across it, me and Sims were ready. Shout, what the hell are you crossing that ball for? Because <laughs> if you watch it, Tarkovsky and me are in good centre back positions. There's about four or five white Burnley shirts, one Liverpool guy in his yacht. And you think, why are you even bothering doing this? But, um, no, first half, KG probably should be going in level just because on the balance of the game, uh, first half. But second half, Liverpool came out and were outstanding. And just, it never felt in doubt. And you go back to kind of that mid-season lull we had last year. In those 1-0 up positions, you just think, oh, something's going to happen. 
but no point did I have that feeling. I thought they looked comfortable, composed. Javi Elliott was playing like 10 years above himself. Yeah, it was, um, no, it was good. Nice to properly enjoy a Liverpool game. And hopefully that goes on to the weekend now against Chelsea. Rob, is that, is that the Virgil factor coming in then? Because I think Jamie did a piece yesterday where he was very confident. He felt confident when Virgil was back. Do you have the same feeling? I'm yet to make my mind up because I want to see him against Lukaku on, on Saturday. Yeah, true. I get front Yeah, yeah I, like ah, it's box uh, office. It, it? Yeah, it's it's a heavyweight bout. You know, top of the card. Literally, see, I hate Yeah. So, hey, I, I'm 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 happy. You know, going in two games, two clean sheets. Uh, but here's your your biggest challenge so far and what could potentially be the biggest challenge of the season I love it let's go from a pessimist to an optimist the ever optimist come on Sims I can't uh, move on before you say something about your reds no I, I agree with the boys I think actually weirdly enough I actually have been more pessimistic I, I think Liverpool has just been yeah decent I mean spectacular I think they've done exactly what they have to do and I think you know this this weekend, now you see how how far along they are and where they're at. I think any, I you know, a point is not a bad result this year on. I think you know, I think you only know 10, 12 games in. That's when you send the know and you are how the year is going to look. So, but no, I think it'd be happy and on we go. Job done. Yeah, for, from a neutral point, I know we did our predictions um, last week, the week before, whenever we did it. Um, but yeah, I've watched them both twice now, and they do look very. I'd say, I said, well, you're just saying now they're not. Maybe they're in second gear, third gear, but for me, they do look like a team who could comfortable. Surely. Yeah, the, the, I didn't realize how many options there are in midfield. Like obviously, Kate does come back in, isn't he? Obviously, Harvey Elliott um, coming in. You know, Fabinho is missing. Who for me is one of the best CDMs in the league. Um, so yeah, if they keep everyone fit, yeah, yeah, it could be could be a very good season. I, I was saying this the other day when I was like, I think it's, you're almost scarred from last year. And then mm. people say, like, oh, you know, the squad depth, squad depth and all this. But it comes to a point and you, you can't carry many more players. And, yeah. you know, they say, like, oh, you know, what happens if Salah gets injured? Yeah, well, fair enough. But then it's the same like saying, oh, what happens if Bruno Fernandes gets injured? Or what happens if Lukaku got injured? Or De Bruyne? Yeah. You know, it's just, if it happens, it happens. You, there's not much you can plan for it. You can't plan for it. You know what I mean? It's just... Front yeah. three is probably the only position because you've only got the four of them. Your Firmino, Salamane, Yota. You could say Javi Elliott could fit in, but generally it's always four. But you look at the other areas. Players have stepped up, like whether it's last season, this season. We've had Dasmikas playing left-back the first two games. He's been very good. Um, obviously, you look at the centre-back situation last year, the centre-midfield situation last year where Hendo and Fabinho had to drop back. So I think position-wise, it's pretty much okay. For me, Liverpool fan, just one extra guy up in the front three, and I'd be very happy with the squad depth. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And Spurs won one though, so <laughs> been a great two weeks, honestly. Spurs have won twice. I've won twice. Eric Dyer, two clean sheets. Eric, D- I know. I wish I picked him up. Yeah, yeah, he's back scoring. Nah, I know, but uh, yeah, he's he's changed his position. He's he's more of a box to box midfielder at the moment, so. I didn't watch the Spurs game, but I saw the match stats. It, that didn't make for good reading for Spurs. No, I, I, all Wolves. 
Yeah, I watched the game. I watched the game back. I watched about 80 minutes. And um, yeah, Troy O'Reilly, we're, we're linked with him, 45 million. And he, yeah, he tore. Tanganga to bits. Bless him. He, he got, he absolutely rinsed every time he got the ball. Um, yeah, Wolves could have scored a couple, but to be honest, Spurs probably should have scored a couple more. Um, it's like 65 possession. Yeah, they, they had a lot of the ball, but they didn't do too much. Like, Troy got past Tanganga a lot. But when he got his, like, like all the time, his final ball wasn't great. Um, and he missed the one on one, didn't he? Big save from Hugo. Yeah, well, about the time he did something. But, uh, no. Yeah, Spurs rode their luck, but you know, you, you get those kind of wins during the season. You're not playing that well. But, uh, yeah, on another day, Wolves could have won it, but yeah, we'll take the win. We'll take the win. Um, Rob, are you ready? Born ready. So, same as Pork the Bear last night after Leicester's 4-1 defeat at West Ham. And uh, Rob's got something to say. Well, to quote the late Sean Locke when he was describing a scene of on the big fuckers of the year of little kids acting, it's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> and, uh, well, Why is it a disgrace? Look now, okay. So, I called it last year that this team would not make the Champions League and I thought right okay once again it's still something that they can build on oh they were terrible uh, especially Sayonko what an abysmal individual performance um, Vardy was poor as well I mean like you know this this is a team I'm looking at you should be improving I know and going into it and going into this season I thought right West Ham overachievers last year you know, pun intended, the bubble will burst. But last night was just a bit of a freak show. Like they made they made Leicester look like a relegation team. It was embarrassing. If I was a Leicester City fan, I'd be wishing I was back in 2016. Okay, it's the uh, it's it's <laughs> it's so so annoying. It's so annoying because I had I had to battle with you three. When you push back and me predict that they wouldn't make it, and I feel like I have, have a battle all year. These this team is shit. Okay, I'm not going to go down the route of Brendan out because I quite like the guy, but this team, oh, it winds me up how bad they can be at times. They're so overrated. They're so overrated, man. I mean, I hope the listeners can can feel the Anderson voice. If but... there are any Leicester fans out there, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> Okay, your team are <laughs> shit. Luckily, I was mid earning. Yeah, luckily we can put explicits on this episode, so it's fine. Um, yeah. Does anyone want to jump in to react, or shall I go? Um, they were a disgrace yesterday. I felt they didn't react well to going down ten men at all. Uh, but even be- before that, there was nothing really on show. I thought Madison was a passenger all game, um, and. It was nothing. I didn't see anything to excite me there. So on that sense, but they were fortunate to score. Yeah, I'd give West Ham uh, a lot of credit though. I'll I'll play Dick Abdul on this one. No, you won't. No, you won't. Going into the last ten minutes, they had ten men. They without their main centre back. Two of their main centre backs. I I I honestly, and it's game week two. They just made it 2-1. Yeah, with 10 minutes scores 2-1 because they've just made it and then they capitulated. So they got themselves into the game and then threw it away again. 
I feel like it's quite a rash generalization to be saying that the that are done when we're in game week two personally. I'm not saying they're Rob done. I'm saying that, they're a disgrace. Not me. Okay. I, 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 I think I said time. I said they're an overrated team as well. Hell, hell, I might call it Spurs right. finish higher than Leicester. Fifth best team in the country. <laughs> FA Cup holders. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with Sims. I, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the frontier of Arsenal over again. But, uh, well, I, well, now, let's, stop, let's, stop. let's rewind a year when we were in game week two and Liverpool played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and Thiago had an unreal 45 minutes and Sims thought, this guy is going to be unreal for a season. What happened? It didn't happen, okay? No, you, you forget, Sims predicts things a year before it happens. So <laughs> oh, right, okay. This season, so when Liverpool goes to the bridge, that's when he'll do it. But no, I like Leicester have got, they've got so many injuries. They, they, are, they are their fourth choice centre-backs out, basically. They had, they're missing their uh, Castagna, who's their first choice uh, left-back. Harvey Barnes has no, no pre-season, has just come back. So, you know, you know that's a spike. time to go! <laughs> for a team like Leicester, that's half your team, your first choice starters. So if it was game week 30, I, I might tend to agree. But after two games, uh, and West Ham are playing well at Bowman, so yeah. And another bit of context, it's West Ham in their first home game in yeah. front of like 50,000. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, so West Ham were yeah. absolutely like on the ball, like everything. Uh, one of the best games I've seen, like, from a lot of the individuals, like Declan Rice, that was unreal. First everything, lot mm-hmm. of good forward passes. Um, I thought he was really good. Probably one. It's hard to say because obviously Antonio and Ben Rama were unreal in the front third, but he was pushing them for man of the match for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I and I when we do our predictions last week, I said West Ham because I think that place rocking. If you can get the fans on side. Yeah, that play, and you can get that whole place on your side. I think they could do really well. Well, it's top. we may as well move on to West Ham because I feel Rob's. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done for the evening. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk now. You know, Kurtu coming in. I think that'd be a good signing. So, you know, Ogbon and Dawson are decent, but I could... keep them. I think they make good partnership. Yeah, but it's strength and depth, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's only for West Ham because obviously they got to play. Europa League football, so I don't know how much that's going to take up to them. But yeah, even, even as a Spurs fan, uh, you know, I got to be impressed the way West Ham are playing at the moment. It's uh, it's probably the kind of football I'd like. It, you know, there's a lot of physical players in there, big players. The balance you know, is really good. Yeah, nice technical players as well up front. You know, obviously Antonio is Antonio, so yeah, they got a lot of good things going there. I do worry a little bit though about if Europa League comes around that's a different kind of fish playing Thursday night and then Sundays or Monday and then you look at if Antonio's not scoring goals who's going to get the goals there and I he, think he's had a few knocks last few years he normally misses a spell Antonio I feel yeah. and they, they've got no one else he's the only striker yeah so they probably need probably... Hey, still seven days left in the window Get Jimmy Vardy I, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole back. <laughs> Guy's washed up. I do think they need another forward, though, in all seriousness. Yeah, I think, I think so. And, and then I do worry just about doing the whole Thursday to Sunday. Get Andre Gray in. Go by 
Divock. Well, it's not a bad shout. It's not the worst shout to play uh, Europa League football. I think he'd, oh, he'd, he'd, he'd be absolutely shit for West Ham. It'd be a shit signer for them. Beat Shaft as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> How much would you take for him? Um, I, 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 I'd get rid for free. Yeah. Get him off the radio. <laughs> oh, I can't call, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> right, Burke, you brought this up, so you can answer it. Explain to me the West Ham way. You asked me to explain it, but, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, you were ready to explain it right there. When you no, said you actually, as a Spurs fan, I like the way West Ham play, and you listed three or four different attributes, yeah, which I think would I West Ham fans West would West come Ham in way. and say, this is the West Ham way. Up and, at them, way. up and at them, no, no time to breathe on the ball. When you've got the ball, get forward quick, get wide, get balls in the box. For me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no expert on the West Ham way. I've, I'm, I'll mm. come clean. But <laughs> if I was going to guess on what the West Ham way is, I would say that's kind of the basics to it. Up and at them, press in midfield, get the ball back quick, and get the ball up quick to your more talented, physical, quicker players. See, I'd argue that's the the Newcastle way or the Toon way or whatever way they say up there. That that that's Newcastle. The that's Howie. Like, yeah, the Howie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. But West Ham, for me, I've always thought, but I've never seen it, is that they play you know possession football, slick, keep the ball, move it about. That that's what I thought the West Ham way was. So I don't know. like I said, I'm no expert either. I don't think anyone has pod is, so I don't know. I would argue that the West Ham <laughs> way played myth and that the way that we're all describing isn't actually a way. It's just every fan's version of football. Every fan wants to see their team press high, have a go, effort. That's all any fan wants. Get the ball. Like, honestly, I feel like that's just a description of what every fan in the world wants. Yeah. If you take away, like, the Guardiola side, you know, like, all tiki-taka, all this... At the end of the day, that's what every fan wants. Just give me yeah, a flat out effort. And then yeah. get the ball forward to the boys who score the goals. Quick. Get the ball direct. Quick, direct, accurate football. I completely agree with Butts, by the way. I, if, it, if, if the West Ham way is, it's possession-based. I mean, I've never known a West Ham midfield. Well, I, can't, I can only just remember a West Ham midfield without Mark Noble in it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that the West Ham way is a possession-based game. Yeah. I don't think Yossi Banyuin was brought in to uh, keep the ball. And... I mean, no, like even that team. Had... was good, but he wasn't yeah. that good. Marlon yeah. Haywood up top. It was get the ball up to big Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> was that the big yeah, Sammy? Yeah, uh, it was uh, kind of Alan Pardew, that was. Oh, still naughty. Yeah. Been naughty. And then you had Matt Etherington on the wing with, uh, I think it would have been Yossi Banyuin, then. Yeah, Nigel Rococo in the middle. Yeah, with uh, you had Carl Fletcher, the Welsh bloke. Um, shout out to Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. <laughs> Christian Daly was sent to back for a bit. Yeah, well. right. James Collins, Danny Garbadon. You had. Was Koncheski there then? No, that you related to Koncheski. No, it was Koncheski because he was in the FA Cup final against yeah. Liverpool, wasn't he? Um, oh, and who's the right back? He went on to manage Argentina, didn't he? Scaloni. Scaloni, Lionel Scaloni. I mean, Shark no, Islop. We, we just done a West Ham 11, boys. Yeah. Should, should we throw ourselves? 
I, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't, I don't know. Cut that bit out. Yeah, we'll let it out. So, yeah, the conclusion is there is no West Ham way. There is no way for any football team other than just play hard, just run about, put all the effort in and see what happens. It's an easy thing to say anytime you kind of don't like your manager, like, oh, this isn't the Liverpool way used to. This isn't, like, you just fill the gap, like. Yeah. Spurs are the same. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. when you were wanting Gary to Mourinho, it's like, oh, this isn't Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is struggling. I know I know. it sounds like, you know, it's a bit dinosaurish, you know, saying, oh, effort and just passion and effort. But at the end, as a fan, yeah. you know, without trying to be too kind of, I don't know, without being, being simplistic, as a fan, the very minimum you want to see from your team is just give me everything you've got. And we'll work out the you know the rest of it is like added insult bonus, isn't it? Yeah. No, you're right though because that's because you can sit there as a fan and go, well, I can't do any of the technical stuff, but I could work my ass off and work really hard for the team and give everything. So I mean, yeah, it's yeah, I agree. Most yeah, players, it's easy to say most, like, oh, I just want to get stuck in. Yeah. But you've got to admit, watching that Declan Rice, he he did that and more. But but what is oh. it? No, no. We, no, we'll come on to this in future podcasts because we will do a player watch and I'm sure Declan Rice will come up on more. We've had a few chats about him over the summer, didn't we? Yeah, and no, to be fair, Berger, I, you know, I, I probably am starting to come along with your way of thinking, you know, his assist, I think, with, for the third goal, I want to say, um, where he just, you know, he drove with the ball, covered like 40 metres, you know, one, two, and then whipped it in and Antonio did the rest. So, yeah. His progression through the field is is impressive. I always thought he was just, you know, take the ball, sideways pass in, you know, the odd forward pass here and there. But yeah, I can start to see his progression is 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 noticeable in games. So yeah. Not sure if he's worth hundred million though. But uh Oh, all I'm saying play watch, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we'll do a section. We'll do a section. It's fine. Right, let's uh let's move on to this week's draft. And uh, it's been inspired by by Ollie, um, comparing football at the moment to rugby union. Um, so this week's draft is current Premier League players we can see playing rugby union. Now, I have the trivia question, and it's got nothing to do with rugby, so you're fine. That did. Simple question. Give me your answer. Let me see who came closest. How many goals have been scored so far in the Premier League? This season, yeah. So in the first two games, game weeks, sixty-six. Okay. I'm gonna go fifty. Okay. Alberto. Sixty-nine. Classic. <laughs> right. So I can confirm that. Uh, let's have a look at that. Sims is the closest, and then it is Burke, and then it is Rob. The answer is 59. 59 goals. Yeah. Which is, I don't know what the record is for the opening two weeks, but it's pretty good. Pretty good start to the season. Um, so, Sims, take us away. Who was your first pick? So, 
it's Premier League footballers who would be good wrestlers, is it? <laughs> rugby players. Yes. Which one is it? Rugby players. Rugby. Two different sports. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> Two different meetings. <laughs> um, Paul Fogba I gone with. The guy you net of a bloke. I feel like he would be a decent little blindside flanker. My only worry is he'd be kind of he'd be that flat track bully flanker who stays out wide, doesn't really get involved. He's not he's like more of a PSP for the rugby fans out there. Yeah, yeah. And playing a back row in the day, just gallivanting all over the shop. Um Tom so, Croft. Yeah. Tom Croft, that's an even better show. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So Paul Pogba I gone with. Yeah, I can see that. He is a physical specimen, especially if he bulked up a bit. Burke, who are you going for? Um, on that topic of bulking up, Adama Traore. Yes, yes, of course. He's on everyone's lists. Yeah, cool. I think he's got physical attributes that you'd kill to have on your side. Um, obviously, you two would know better. I'd go wing, cheek number 14, on yeah. his back. Um, yeah, Adama would be my pick. And incidentally, apparently he doesn't do weights, apparently. He's, Bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there's a question, I, you know, I'm not saying that there's a question to be asked, because you can't get muscles like that naturally, so. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we'll leave that there. I don't want to get sued. Rob? Uh, not very clued on with rugby. It's been years since I've watched it properly. But <laughs> I'm going to pick this player as a fullback, because uh, I want this guy in the kicking game. And uh, I want them, you know, to, to gain some territory. And a guy who's used to being that far back in the pitch, I'm going to go with Edison, playing full back. I haven't really seen him run around too much, so I couldn't... Yeah, he's not there for the running around, he's for the kick game, pal. Well, That's why I picked him. Full back, you've got to cover a lot of ground, so I'd like to see him. Oh, he's pretty he's quick fine. off his line. He's, he's won a skull cap before as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll give you that. He's pretty quick off his line, so I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's not a bad pick. Bad. And he's crazy as well. So that's always a bonus. Um, okay, so I got two picks. I'm going to go similar lines to Sims. This guy is an absolute unit. Oh, I, could, I could honestly see him play rugby now in the shape he is. And that's big Virgil. It might be an obvious choice, but if you put him in the lock, Sims, I'm thinking of Torje vibes. That, that's what I see when I see Virgil. Just, uh, just yeah. I can see him having nice hands, nice offloads, score a few tries. We were player of the year. Got that smile, got that charismatic attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, got everything. Got everything to be a top class rugby player. Um, so he's my first pick. And then my second pick would be. I'm going to go for Craig Dawson. Again, oh. I got Chris Robshaw vibes coming off. Same as I've got a Quinn's vest on, so it works there. Yeah, I can see him playing blindside. Just a workhorse. Is he a six? Is he a seven? Nobody knows. Works his butt off. Doesn't do much. Just tackles, tackles, tackles. And puts his head in where he probably shouldn't. So, yeah. Those are my two picks. Virgil and Dawson. I think the uh, Virgil Atorje comparison is a lovely one. Hmm. Although yeah. I'm trying to think of a rugby player who's kind of like effortless as well. That's a difficult thing. It's, not, it's quite difficult to look effortless when you play rugby. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. How yeah. Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Finn Russell. But yeah. I, I do like the Atorje uh, comparison. That's a very nice one. Thank you. 
Rob? <laughs> you can't pick Halaskan. Yeah. This just shows, like, that when I did play rugby, I was a back. Like, I was a winger, mainly, just and just that. I have no clue what the followers would do. I once got asked to play hooker. That was disastrous. Yeah, that know. was a bit show there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going with the backs. I'm going to go with someone who dictates the game. So, I'm going to, at fly half, I've got uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You take the ball flat to the line, Sims. I think he'd, yeah, you'd be like a rugby league type of player. So, yeah, good pick. And he's a bit of a nasty bugger as well, is Kevin. Well, it's a rage, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Burke. Who's playing for the chips out of you? Come on. Um, I'm uh, sticking to the backs. I'm going centre this time. So I've gone for like a physical centre in the mould of your like Manu Tulangi, Jamie oh. Roberts types. Oh. You know? And Lovely. I'm thinking the guy for it, big thighs, running at you, it's Michael Antonio. Yes. You would not want him charging at you with those high knees. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah, fly, you, you go and fly in, and uh, yeah, Michael Antonio. And then if he doesn't want to run, just pass outside at Hammers there. It's fine. I tell you what, all jokes aside, that is a deadly combo. If that's broken field, oof. Goodness me. I like the thing with Antonio's out. You put a flare and he's like, pay 13, you can see it. I like that, Burke. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with them. Nice, good pick. And um, when I saw him lifting himself and celebration yesterday. <laughs> but... Is he using this player? <laughs> I did laugh when he got the film wrong. That didn't make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? He said save something. Save um, the last dance. The last dance. And should be dirty dancing. Oh, come on. I was thinking like, oh, did Michael Jordan do something about this then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ages. I was thinking about it. And then I, and then I tricked then like when they said, then I was like, oh, God, yeah, of course it was. Dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I'll, um, I'll take it when the cut in a little bit, boys. Uh, obviously, it's pretty obvious. I thought it was wrestling. The crossover between wrestling and rugby players is unbelievable. <laughs> I know. I'm, look, I'm looking at my list here, and there's only one on my list out of the five that's just not applicable whatsoever. And that was, Rob, you will appreciate this. I had the long staff brothers down. <laughs> that was that was what I had down. However, I'm gonna go and this. Like, I think it literally, even my note, my two-word note I brought down is brilliant footwork. Alan say maximum. Left winger. The Chesden yeah. Kobe of the yeah. team. You see that. Just absolutely wild. Nobody knows what he's going to do. Yeah. And rapid. Yeah. So, yeah. Very yeah. good. But my big takeaway is that uh, rugby and cro- uh, wrestling has got some big crossover. Yeah. You, you were safe. It was fine. It was fine. Well, we may as well do that next week then, Rob. I think we've done it before, but we'll revisit it. I think it. we have done. Yeah, yeah, we have done it. Let's see what names come up this time. <laughs> no, I've used it. I, I can't, though. I've just used all my ones, boys, on, the, on this rugby one. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be the I same ones. I even gave away my Hardy Boys Longstaff one. I was trying to find a way to get you. Can you hear? <laughs> Oh my god, we're gonna have to revisit that story about him with a reporter. We'll give it, give it a couple of months. Give it a couple of months. Yeah, even the fans will they want Burke. Oh. <laughs> Christmas special um, episode. <laughs> yeah, the live episode. 
I'm sure he takes a fee nowadays. He's probably desperate for money. <laughs> um, right, let's finish off then with the £4 Aka. Now, I haven't looked at the results. I, obviously, we lost. I mean, that, that's obvious. Um, but I'm pretty sure some results could have gone either way if some people agreed with other people. But yeah, like the we'll West never Ham, know. Like the West Ham one, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we can do a quick tot up now. I've got the list on the bet we had. Go on. So Liverpool Burnley, we got that right. Mm-hmm. Villa Newcastle, always go there. Two 0 I think we went for that. We went draw. Yeah. So we were down already. So we got one from two. Um, we got Brentford Palace wrong. We said Brentford. It was a draw. One from three. Feels like an obvious one, Alan. We <laughs> yeah. said Everton would beat Leeds. We got that wrong. So one from four. Um, Man City, we got right, so two from, no, two, yeah, two correct. Um, Aki Batali. Yeah. I mean, so City Liverpool winning at home was the back <laughs> that we had. So we yeah. were on two correct, three incorrect. And then we said Brighton would beat Watford, which we got correct. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. So three and three. Yeah. And so that was our tally for Saturday, 50%. Um, going into Sunday, we said um, Man U would beat Southampton. Wrong. We said Wolves would beat uh, would draw with Tottenham. Wrong. Disgrace. And we said Chelsea would beat Arsenal. So we dropped on Sunday to thirty three point three percent. And um, I personally said West Ham would beat Leicester, but I was overruled, and we went with draw. Yeah, I had two two. Hey Burke, if I was there, I wouldn't have overruled you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you weren't, were you? Yeah, at uh, least you were here. Who will Esther play this week? Oh, Norwich. <laughs> well, I know why I'm choosing. Right. Well, speaking of that, let's, uh, let's do this week's ACA. Well, thank God there's a break coming up, isn't there? Soon, international break. Um, right. First game Man City, Arsenal. Roberto, I'll start with you. Manchester, Manchester. Great reference. Sims. Yeah, it's an obvious choice, Manchester. Burke? Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined it. I was going to say full house. Can we just point out that Burke is doing the obvious Burke thing now of going against it? And then even if he's wrong, he's like, oh, well, we won the bet. It's fine. I personally just think Arsenal Arteta has got a good record against Guardiola's Man City. Um, Aubameyang will hopefully be back. Like he was last year in the FA Cup, I think was it last year? Um, maybe the year before, losing track time. But where he scored the winner to make it one nil, I think it would have been the year before. So yeah, um, Man City are gonna fucking bash them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be so honest. It is a full house. Yeah, it's a full house. Damn. Right, Villa Brentford. I'm back in Villa. And I'm back in Danny Ings to score a couple. I'm back with Villa. I will go along with that as well, yeah. I'm going with the draw. <laughs> Overruled. That's fine by me. <laughs> right, Brighton, Everton. Draw. I, with a draw. Um, Two draws. Everton. 
I was going to go Brighton. So we'll have to put a draw. Next one, Newcastle, Southampton. Ooh, that's a tough one. Newcastle for me, I think um, neither Upper team I rate high, highly, but I think Newcastle with the, that front uh, two have a bit more goals, with them being home as well, full, full house. I think that might make a difference. I'm going for a Southampton win. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I feel like both these teams are better than I thought they'd be already this season. But I yeah. do feel home advantage pretty key, so I'm going to go with a Newcastle win. Uh, with the Scottish men it's up, to, up in uh, Che Adams, is there something win? Okay. Don't know what to do yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, leave it on a bunch. I'm working out. We'll come back. We'll come back to that. I'll tell you what, it'll be the week of whoever's putting the bet on. Okay. They'll be the deciding vote. So their vote is like with 1.1 vote. Yeah. And just know whether that is, they could cost us forty grand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're costing the same as a stack. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, Rob, I'll let you go first. Norwich. Norwich. The... <laughs> <laughs> back in Norwich, get their first points of the season. Okay. Sims. Uh, I'm going to go with a draw. Oh God. I think yeah. Norwich will play well. I think Leicester. Although Leicester will play a bit much better, Norwich will give it all and they'll cling on to a draw. I'm I'm feeling draw. I am feeling draw as well. Damn. I think with the suspension as well of Perez, the injuries that obviously we spoke about earlier, find their feet a bit. Like Rob said, Jim Vardy's washed up. I mean... Yeah. And I think um, Norwich kind of, you see promoted teams in the first five, ten games, just pick up the odd points that you wouldn't normally expect them to. Um, they never just like lose every single game. So I think, yeah, well, go draw. Yeah, They do deserve at least a point, I reckon. They've had arguably the toughest start to a Premier League season for a while. So, yeah, OK, draw West Ham Palace. West Ham. West Ham, yeah. West Ham. Yeah. The West Ham. Um, and two of the big one. Liverpool, Chelsea. Same as I'm not even going to bother asking you because I know what you're going to say. No, you don't. <laughs> Liverpool win? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'll think about it. <laughs> okay, you've got about a minute. No, I actually do. I think it'll be uh, one-all draw. Okay, dog. Burke? Liverpool. God, you back in Liverpool? The first? Oh, I'm, I've, I've enjoyed them this season. Last season, I never backed them, and I was bloody right to because they were crap for the large majority of it. <laughs> no, but now you've got Mane. It's all changed. Now I've got Mane for me, no Van Dijk. A fit Van Dijk, I should add. Um, yeah. yeah, the sky's never been brighter. Rob? Ah, oh, draw. What's the brush saying? A draw. Draw. Okay. Rob, as somebody who works with children day in, day out, they, they reach a point in a lesson where you know you've lost them. 
and I'm watching your camera, Rob, and I feel like we're at that stage you now where we've gone ten minutes over where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, I was cleaning my desk, and it was just a prop, and I got bored. <laughs> to be fair, this could apply to every episode that Rob is on. <laughs> there is a threshold. Uh, I was done after morning about Leicester, so. <laughs> Put your hall into that, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, one, no, one other thing, sorry, point out Liverpool, is I think the game will kind of suit them a bit more. Like, it'll be an open game. It'll be tough, obviously, to defend Chelsea for that same reason, but back the boys now. Fair. Well, I'm saying a draw. Sims has said a draw. Burke's saying Liverpool. Rob? Draw. Draw it is. Um, team, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Burnley versus Leeds. I am going to back Burnley at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Uh, I was going to go for another draw. I'll back any team that has a starting 11 that actually said 1 to 11. So I will go Burnley. Spurs Watford. I mean, it's clearly Watford. This is yeah. This is hard. Local derbies, well, aren't it? So Spurs could go into the international break three from three. Could well, do. Should do it. It should be Watford. No, no. That win against him that was a joke. I'm yeah. going uh, Watford. Thank you, Dick. I'm going. I'm going to go Watford as well, actually. Honestly, I think uh, you've had your two clean sheets now. People starting to believe a little bit more. Everybody is going to take a couple of steps too far, and they're <laughs> going to catch him. They're going to get him behind. He's gone full on the He's gone. No turning back. This, I'm sure, this happens all like every year, not to Spurs but to a team where they start off two from two, where everyone's like, "Oh, these look tricky." And then just before the international break, they get sucker punched by like a one-nil defeat at home. Uh, yeah, I don't think what does that team? Ishmaelasa, <laughs> stop him and you're fine. Yeah, but it's a but, stop. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm looking forward to that quote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. can can we cut put that? Put it on the Watford uh, changing room now, please. Yeah. When is that game on, but please? Don't ask the Twitch followers. Okay. I'll, I'll check it while you're talking because I'm going to send an alarm for that one. It's on Sunday. I haven't checked all the games. Yeah, Rob? 2 p.m. Sunday. Well, seeing as I went, went, once went past Vicarage Road and Ambulance, I'm going to go Watford. <laughs> we'll throw women near here. Absolutely throw no Rob, what I would like to do now is to revisit that by seeing out of the 92 teams in the in English. <laughs> How many have you been passed in an umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to take a while to work that out. <laughs> Too many teams are close together. <laughs> I mean, if you've gone past Victory's Road, there's a good chance you've gone through more. Similar. I mean, Portsmouth and Southampton, you can take yeah. those two off as well. So, <laughs> covering all divisions, yeah. That's what the pod's about. Right, last game, Rob. So you, we'll leave you there. Stay with us. Wolves, Man United. Go on, Rob, you say first. Yeah, Man United. 
that's got a draw written all over it. I think United. I also think United. Can't see him dropping two points. They're two games in a row. Ollie out if they do. <laughs> Brendan out if they do. Exactly. <laughs> right, so just to confirm, so we got a City win, a Villa win, Brighton-Everton draw, Newcastle-Sampton will be decided by whoever does the bet, Norwich-Leicester draw, West Ham win, Liverpool-Chelsea draw, Burnley-Leeds, no, Burnley, Watford beat Spurs, <laughs> throwing that money away. <laughs> United... <laughs> Away from so there we have it. I don't know who's doing the bets. Rob, I'll decide you can do it. Yeah, I'll tell you that. So someone does it. So you can decide Newcastle, Southampton. And uh, you can't just draw because nobody voted draw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. Rob, you can go to bed now. You can relax and enjoy yourself. Pleasure as always. And we will see if we win. I assume it's probably going to be about 10 grand. That's what it was last week. So we'll see. Cheers, gentlemen. All the best. Thank you. All the best.